Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. I want to give a shout out to all of our sponsors, Noble Networking, Williams Tire. Uh, I'm a little high right now. I just had a gummy. Uh, uh, so y'all got to give me a second with these sponsors. Uh, Par Hopper Golf Apparel. Oh, shit. This is bad already. Gridiron Coffee. I don't care. Gridiron Coffee. <laughs> That's what a sponsor wants to hear is you fucking their thing up because uh, – your Delta 8 T or THC gummy got you a little sideways. This is okay. They'll probably give me some more money. Uh, if they don't, it's whatevs. Um, Straight Haggard Thread Company, Gridiron Coffee, our management company, Red Circle, uh, and all the corporate sponsors. Today, uh, if I can make it through this in one piece, I got somebody who's been on the show several times. Uh, she used to live here in Georgia. I fell in love with her and her family while she was here. And uh, she just got a little surgery done and it's been living life. And uh, I wanted to get her on the show and us talk a little shit today. So, uh, everybody, Miss Brooklyn again. Hey, you guys. I'm glad to see you uh, moving around. I was worried. At, uh, I saw your pictures the other day. Your, your after-surgery pictures, all them tubes and shit hanging out of you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost had to come home with those. You had to come home in those? I, I almost had to come home in those. But, no, they took them out. So, we're good. Ugh. Well, what are the tubes for? Just drainage of whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Just the drainage of all the fluid. Well, well, before we get into your ass, you know, getting BBL done, uh, <laughs> how's life in uh, North Carolina? Um, <laughs> well, you know, when we moved here, I don't, we didn't really fully understand, like, how this area was if is you get what uppity? i'm saying like it's just very liberal and uh, it's just very liberal yeah so um it's beautiful but we're ready to get you know back to i don't want to say normal people but we're just ready to get back around people that you know think like us so i think i think you can say normal people Normal people then, yeah, just ready to get back to normal. It was, like, fine when we first got here, but then, like, two weeks after we got here, everything started shutting down again, mass mandates again, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is not, this is not what I wanted, you know, this is not where I wanted to live. Like, this isn't why I came here. So, we're honestly thinking about getting back to Florida after our lease is up. How long of a lease did y'all sign? One year. So, it's up in july you've been gone since july isn't that crazy yeah that doesn't seem like you've been gone that long i know dude i'm like holy shit our lease is like right around the corner yeah uh florida's the place to go nowadays florida or texas i wouldn't come back here yeah no i think we've i think we've had our fun in georgia so um, but yeah, Florida's, I mean, th Florida, it's, it's like nothing ever happened. So that's where I want to be. Well, when you grow up with all Florida trash, I mean, this, you know, <laughs> every, every person down there is trash in one way or another. You don't get sick. They, they never gave a fuck. No, never. Uh, so besides that, how's business going? The, I still don't understand what the fuck you do. <laughs> So the trading is still going good. Obviously it's paying bills. So we're happy about that. 
Um, honestly, like we've just kind of been enjoying, like I've kind of taken time off of like work, 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 and just really focused on just spending time with Sean and Braun and Brooks and like being in a new place. And like, honestly, when we first got here and we found out like that the mandate started happening and that we were surrounded with people who were not normal. Um, it like, we started to get super ungrateful. Like, I'm going to be real with you. Like, we were like, what the fuck? Like I, I was there, I want to just pay out our lease and get the fuck out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. And so we had to kind of like change our mindset, um, and really like focus on, okay, like, where are we right now? We're in the mountains. We have beautiful hiking trails everywhere, beautiful waterfalls. Like we just need to make the most of it and like fix our mindset because we do have to stay here for a year and if we're just going to be fucking babies about it, it's going to suck. So we've really just honestly been like spending a lot of time outdoors, doing trails, seeing waterfalls, um, and just like enjoying time with the kids. So I've kind of taken a lot of time off work, which has been nice. Um, but obviously that's not going to pay the bills. So, um, it's kind of time to get back to it. So if anybody wants to learn how to trade with me, hit me up because that's literally what I do. That pays the bills. Yeah, but I don't understand the trading. I think you've explained it to me on the show before. I just don't get it. I'm not smart enough to get it. Well, you don't have to be smart because literally oh, like you. that's what, that's what, the, I mean, I'm not fucking smart. I don't know how to read a chart or analyze markets. Like I don't have time for that. That's so what you say to people doing... right after you say, Hey, come trade with me. <laughs> <laughs> that is a horrible selling um, point. Listen, come click two buttons and trade with me because that's all it is. Like you get a signal sent to your phone from professional traders, right? So we're not really the traders. We're just taking the signals from the traders. And then you just click copy. You're like literally copying the signal that they sent you. And then you're pasting the signal into a broker app. And that's it. Like you don't have to do anything else. And then it'll pull you out of the market when it when it's done. So it's actually... Like not time consuming. It takes me like 30 seconds to put in a trade and that trade might be open. It might be open for two minutes or it might be open for two days. Uh, the point is like it closes whenever it's done and you either win or you lose. But our win rates are like fucking crazy. Like we're 85% or higher like on the win rates. So yeah, you lose because that's just a part of the market, but you win way more than you lose. So like, give me an example. If I was to give you a thousand dollars like what would be the expectation of what you'd make back on it and like how long would it take to get back so i'll tell you this you can make a lot of money doing this very fucking fast and that it that ends up being like a problem for me anyway so I can easily like put in, it doesn't matter how much money you have, right? You can come in with 300 bucks and make the same amount as someone who came in with a thousand dollars makes. It just depends on you and how much you want to, let's say risk, right? Like the more, the higher the risk you take, the more you make, but you also can lose a lot. So for me, it's the greed. Like I can come in and put in one trade signal and I can make 400 bucks. Now a normal person would be like, holy shit, I just made $400 in 30 seconds. I I'm good. You know, I made $400 in a day. Like that's fucking dope. Um, I'm going to stop trading, but not me. 
because I'm greedy. And so I'll be like, holy shit, I just made 400 bucks. I'm going in again. And then I'll go in again. And then it's the market. So the market doesn't owe you shit, you know? So if you take that 400 and you go back in, you're risking that money. And so I have lost my ass time and time and time again, because I am ungrateful. So the hardest part of trading is like just being grateful, like taking your hundred bucks, taking your 200 bucks and saying, damn, you know, I just made a hundred bucks in 30 seconds. It's a good day. We're going to stop trading and we'll go again tomorrow. That's the hardest part of it all. So I have made, you know, a thousand dollars in a day and turned around and lost almost all of it because I just don't know when to stop. So I have like a gambler's mindset. I think like kind of like scratch off tickets. Like I'll win $20 on a scratch off and I'll go back in the store and get a $20 ticket instead of just saying, holy shit, I just made 20 bucks off of a $2 ticket. So that's the hardest part. It's not really about how much money you have when you come in or what kind of um, like experience you have or how much you trade in a day. It's about like taking your win and, and stop it, you know, like take your fucking 200 bucks or 300 bucks that you won, call it a day and then trading in the next day because you're getting like, 40 to 60 trade signals a day from these apps. That's 40 to 60 opportunities to either make money or lose money. So it's hard because you'll go in on one signal, make 200 bucks, and then bam, your phone's giving you another signal and you instinctively like want to go again, right? You want to go again, make more money, make more money, but you're not going to win every time. You know, that's just not how it works. So yeah, I would say like, if you came in with a thousand dollars, you could absolutely flip that into 5,000 fucking fast. If you know how to stop, right. If you compound, right. You, you have a daily target and you stick to it, but it's hard, dude. Like we are so ungrateful. Yeah. There's a, the game that when I go to the casinos that I play, it's called uh, Mississippi stud. And it is a game to where you'll lose your ass in 10 minutes, like real quick. (laughs) Then you'll maintain for an hour. And then for the next 10 minutes after that, you're going to hit it big. And people that know how to get up when they're hot, when their seat is hot, uh, they're the smart ones. But the rest of us are stupid because I don't know when to get up. I don't ever know when to get up. Um, It's always one more hand for me. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I get, I get it, I get it, because it's. I'll tell one you, time. like, and all it takes is be, one time for that game to hit. Yeah. yeah, because of like my experience trading, like because I've seen like the greed of myself, and I've seen myself make five hundred dollars in thirty seconds, and not like it's just not enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. And so I've seen that side of me, so it makes me a really fucking good like accountability partner for other people. Um, because when they come in, I'm like, no, don't do it. Take your 200 bucks, sis, be done. That's it. Um, now some people listen to me, some people don't, but because I've literally blown $2,000 in like a fucking month from just not knowing how to stop. Um, it makes it easy for me to help other people. But I'm still like I, I will blow fucking money like it as soon as I get it. As soon as I win a trade, I'm back in the market like an idiot. So it's not knowing how to read a chart, you know. It's not knowing how to because you don't have to do that. You're getting the signals like the the professionals are giving you the the perfect trade. You just have to take your money and stop, you know. Gotcha. So that's that's the hardest part of it, dude. Anybody could do it. It's just the psychology behind it, and I just think like. It's really like made me realize how 
greedy I am, which I like pray about all the time. I'm like, Lord, I need your help. Like I am a greedy bitch. Like this we is a are. real it, problem. We all are. And it's not necessarily, this is what's crazy. Do you know that people that gamble, if they hit a big hand, like there's a, Anytime any of us get like happy, excited or whatever, we have like endorphins or whatever that go ape shit in our brains. Do you know that with people like me and you, cause you're a degenerate trader. I'm a degenerate gambler. I mean, we're just, we're fucked up in the head. So we're wired <laughs> different than most people. But if you're a degenerate like us, the endorphins in your head go off the same way when you win as when you lose. Like there's such a rush when you win, but there's also such a, a rush when you lose. It's insane. It makes us very, very complicated people. That sounds like literally me to the T because yeah. I'll win and go back in the market and I'll also lose and go back in the market. So they tell you, they're like, you need to know how much you're willing to lose every day before you stop. And I don't fucking care, bro. I will blow $500 in a day going back in the market. Like I'll lose 20 bucks and I'll be like, I'm about to make it back and I'll jump in again. So it's not like collectively losing $500 in a day. It's losing $5 on a trade and not, and instead of being like, okay, it's five bucks, you know, it's fine. I'm like, Oh no, the fuck I'm going back in and I'm making 10. And then I go in and I lose 10, you know? So it's, it's, it's tough. And a lot of people come in and they think like, I can do that. You know, I have discipline and I'm like, okay, well, we'll see. We will see because it's hard because you see how easy it is to make the money. Like you, you see it. And then you just like, it's an obsession, honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful because it does pay the bills, but it sucks because it's a lot of like self-reflection um, because I do lose a lot of money just because I'm greedy, you know, not because, you know, the market fucked me over. It's because I just don't, I don't know when to stop. So I wouldn't either. I'm glad I don't know shit about it now. Cause it, it, sound, <laughs> it sounds like something that I could really lose some fucking money. I don't need to lose in, uh, but <laughs> enough of the market shit. Cause I don't, I don't yeah. understand that. How's the kids and uh, Sean doing? Uh, kids are good. Sean is good. You know, we went to the park earlier, right? So we were going to do it at six, but I was like, give us till six 30. Cause we were taking the boys to the park and like, you tell me this cause you're a parent too, but I honestly, I think any parent that actually go, well, your daughter's a little older, so I guess it'd be different, but like maybe when she was little, you tell me, but I feel like it doesn't matter. Every time we try to do something nice for the boys, we're like, let's take them to the park, you know, like let's get them out the house and let's go do something fun with them. It ends up being the most miserable fucking time of my life. And the whole time we're out, I'm regretting it. I'm like, why did we do this? Why do we try to do nice things for our kids? Not Brooks because he's one, you know, he don't know, but Brian, he'll five be an asshole the entire time. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't even want to do this. You know, I feel like they're more grateful sitting at the house, watching fucking TV for eight hours. Like you get them out the house and you try to take them to do something fun. And they're just whiny little fucking babies the whole time. So I've come to a conclusion that all these fucking parents out there that go on all these vacations all over the world with their kids and they try to glorify it and make it look good they're liars they're fucking lying now like, every no every way. one of them there's there, every one of them's miserable every dad or stepdad across america fucking despises going anywhere with his family because they know yeah. just what a pain in the ass it turns into uh no i we did not start taking gracie places like that until she was seven we wanted her old enough to where she could, if she didn't understand what was going on, 
or like she didn't get wild telling her to shut the hell up, I didn't want to take her somewhere. <laughs> like, I don't want to just tell my kid, hey, sit there, shut the fuck up, and them not understand what's going on. So we waited. I don't think I took – I don't think I took her anywhere big enough to where we had to get on her ass since she was seven – or, yeah, till she yeah. was seven. And we'll, like, say – you know, like we went to Tennessee right after Brooks was born and it wasn't Brooks, you know, it's never the babies. The babies are not the issue. They're a baby. Um, it's the toddlers, you know, and Bron was three, Bron was four and we went to Tennessee. We went, you know, Gatlinburg and we were so excited to take him somewhere. And like, when we left, I was like, I'm never doing this shit again. Like he would have been happier at his name and Papa's for three days eating fucking Cheeto puffs all day. And we could have been here by ourselves having fun and he would have never remembered it, you know? So I, but then we do it again, you know, like we, we say we're never going anywhere else and then we do it again. So I'm just like, I know good. And y'all can leave, y'all can let us know, but I think if you're a parent and you actually enjoy going out with your kids, you're fucking lying. So nobody, I, I just, I'm telling no. you until me and Gracie had something in common, like softball that we wanted to go do together. Yeah, no, there was you couldn't take her anywhere. Like it's it's it was always miserable. And every mm -hmm. one of my friends, I know that they hate taking their kids places. No, no parents likes that shit. They pretend the parents want it to be such a good time that they'd be like, Oh yeah, little Johnny was good, little Jackie was good. <laughs> no, little Johnny and Jackie was a bitch. Like they both <laughs> like they whined. The bitches would ask for something really nice at a restaurant and then they wouldn't eat it. They would, yep. they, they'd want to go to a water park and then would want to ride down those fucking slides. Yeah. They're just Little. ungrateful. They're yes. ungrateful. They don't Little understand how bastards. fun it really is. Yeah. They, they don't get it. They don't realize we didn't have shit growing up. We couldn't go yeah. nowhere. We couldn't do nothing. Our parents thought us going to the crack house with them was a fucking trip. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Daddy took me to the liquor store. He said the roundabout was a rodeo ride, you know? Like, it's, <laughs> like, it's they, Pieces of shit. I love some of my family, but pieces of shit. Now these kids today, they literally <laughs> can go do anything. There's so much cool shit. Did you, uh, when you lived around here, did you ever go to Urban Air or know what no. Urban Air is? No. What is that? Uh, you ever been to Sky Zone? Is that uh, like the indoor skydiving thing? No. Okay. No, it's trampoline park. Oh, yeah. I've been to yeah. one of those. Okay. Let me tell you. Kids today got that. If they would have gave me and my friends that shit back in the day, one of us would be behind Bro. bars for murder and the other <laughs> one would be dead. And it wouldn't have been, it would have been an accident. But there's no way you could have gave us that shit or stuff to go do yeah. like Monkey Joes or these trampoline. All this stuff is crazy. Right. Well, we have, you know, we're in an apartment and it's like luxury apartment. So we have like a bomb ass fucking like in-ground pool and an entertainment area with like fire, outdoor fireplace. It's just really nice. And so when we first moved here, it was summer. So me and Braun were at the pool every day, you know, every single day we'd get up, we'd go to the pool and well, literally we're at the pool five, 10 minutes every time. And he's like, I'm bored. I want to go home. And I'm like, kid do you understand like I didn't have this growing like, I don't understand how you're fucking bored how are you bored you have a whole pool like it, it just doesn't make sense so we took yeah Gracie. I'm just like we, so that's we, how we took Gracie last year to Disney World and she got bored at Disney World now if you've ever been to Disney World with your kids it is the most <laughs> no. expensive goddamn place it ain't the happiest place on earth it's the most miserable place on every dad there fucking hates it 
But we took Gracie last year. And what are you doing? I'm, I got a cramp in my leg, bro. I can't sit on my ass. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so the, she, she would get bored while she was at Disney World. There's nothing I had been madder about in my life than my kid shrugging her shoulders and being like, what's next? Y'all, do you know what Disney World costs? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's the biggest ripoff ever. And yeah. Well, it month, is if you're bringing break? your kid. Do what? I said it's probably a ripoff if you're bringing kids. Like if it were just you and me, we'd probably fucking have time for a lot. I'm telling like, you, it would be no, amazing. No, Universal is a hundred times better. Or Universal. Uh, yeah, no, I, no, I, you, I don't yeah. Universal was the shit. I had, me and Gracie have been there twice now. And it is the best fucking place to go. It destroys Disney World. Yeah, I love Universal. I don't remember Disney. I only ever went whenever I was a kid. But yeah. Universal, I went whenever I was older. And I, lo- I love Universal. Yeah, there's not a chance in hell I'll ever go back there. I, I don't ever. That place was creepy. There's so like <laughs> many like hidden, uh, I don't know, little things there. That if you know what to look for, do you uh do you know what the ride? It's a small world after all. Do you know what ride that is? Uh no, I okay. don't. Okay, back in the nineties, this kid hung himself. He hung himself in the like somebody who worked there. He hung himself in the ride, and it took like a couple of hours for him to uh like for him to be found. So all of these people saw him. Like in the ride and thought it was just part oh of the attraction. God. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah, I've heard of that now, now that you're saying oh, that. Boy. But I've heard a lot of like twisted ass shit about Disney, though, just Disney in general. Like, I'm all into the fucking conspiracy theory shit about Disney. I don't like Disney is a whole. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, like within the movies and everything. I don't yeah. think that, uh, I don't think it's really any conspiracy. I think there was a dickhead who was the artist. And he would just include stuff in as like as a joke for him that nobody else would get. That's what I think really happened with all that. Okay, but do you believe all the like like the little kids being abducted while they're at Disney? Yeah, I mean, if you're a pedophile, if you're a fucking weirdo, you would build Disney World just right. so you could draw kids in and fucking kidnap them and have a never-ending supply of children. Yeah. Well, I'm high as giraffe ass. These new gummies are fucking <laughs> out there. Like, I just woke up in the middle of that conversation. You're going to get a fucking, they're going to reach out to you and they're going to be like, can Holy we send you a bunch shit. of fucking gummies so you I, can, and then I, I'm not like kidding you. I was here. I was here. The lights were on. What? Nobody home. Like, and then I just woke up and I was like, what the fuck are we talking about Disney for? <laughs> And then I realized because it's me and you, it's yeah, me and you. I was like, this is not at all. And then I was just, I keep catching myself. I'm like, God damn, what's going on? Imagine if I was high right Holy now. Holy shit. Well, now these Delta 8 things are supposed to be like the same strength as dude, uh, they're like, fucking crazy. Holy fuck. I ate two uh 25 milligram gummies before we started this. Like right about a, a little uh, about an hour ago. And boy, howdy. <laughs> I, don't know how I don't know how they're legal. Like every time I oh do any kind of like Delta H strand, I'm like, how are they legally selling this shit? Because this is the real deal. No like, shit. Yeah. I, I know. I know now that two gummies is one too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For you. Oh, shit. 
Well, I started taking stuff like this to like help my anxiety, uh, depression, and all that type of stuff. Um, and then I started really enjoying them. Like, yeah. They started off as just like, hey, you know, this is just to help you feel more normal. And then it went up to, hey, maybe this is the new normal. <laughs> like, this is, uh, this is pretty good. Yes, I fucking love it, dude. I can't wait to smoke again. I um, I think I said I need to. I have to wait like six weeks after the surgery to start like smoking and drinking again. Why can't you smoke uh, and drink? I think it'll just it slows down like the healing process, like my blood circulation and all that shit. So I don't I don't want to um, like I I'm not one to always go by doctor orders um i mean he also told me not to have sex for four weeks and we yeah i just saw it. your video on that yeah but the smoking and the drinking like i can kind of see why like i can see that and i don't want to this fucking recovery is a bitch so i don't want to slow it down tell me tell me about the recovery process tell me what all they did to start off with <sighs> Um, okay. So it's, it's a Brazilian butt lift. So what they did was they lipoed fat from my stomach, my sides, my back, and then they put it in my ass. Um, super small incisions. Like a lot of people thought I was getting sliced open, but it's not, it's like very small, like tic-tac sized incisions. Um, so that's it. They just lipo the fat, they put it in the butt, shape your butt, make your, um, your body, like contour your body, give you that hourglass figure, you know, the one that we all want, the porn star body or the one that I wanted anyways. Um, so your goal with all of it was a little more like a Coke bottle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. This is why I keep telling people I was okay with my ass. Okay. I did not have a problem with my ass. I think my ass, I think my ass looked fine. It's quality pooter. You know me. Yeah. It's a quality poodle yeah, from I mean, what I've seen. Yeah, if you if y'all follow me, my ass looked fine before. So it wasn't so much that I wanted a new ass. I wanted the lipo. I thought lipo was so fucking cool how they could just suck fat out of you and in doing so contour your entire body, like change your entire body. And then I found out that they could take the fat and put it in my butt. And I was like, well, why not? It's my fat. You know, like they might as well just give it back to me. <laughs> like just give it back to me and make me look even better. So they better be glad it's um, not an operation to take a beer gut and turn it into more dick. They probably could do that. No, okay. No, like, oh my I, God. Every guy, every guy with a beer belly is adding on to his pecker. I'm telling you, there has, like, if they can fucking do a BBL, I'm sure they can do like fucking dick enhancements. So I don't, I, I don't know if I'd get a dick enhancement or not. It took me 30, it took me 34 years just to get used to what I got. That recovery, though, I don't even want to know because, uh uh. Uh-uh. Oh. No. So how, how I mean, bad? girl, like women can get women can get cosmetic surgery done to their fucking vagina. So I know that guys can get it done. Uh, what do they do to the vagina? They can change like the whole like the whole look of the vagina. Why would you like, want to change the look of your vagina? Well, okay. So do some of y'all I mean, have I, ugly vaginas. No vagina. Does it have like a hair opinion. lip and a big forehead? I don't think any vagina is cute, but that's just me. I'm but, a big fan. I like them little critters. <laughs> they'll change. You just need to go look it up. You need to look up like fucking 
cosmetic surgery for the vagina, like the before and afters. Cause I looked at them. Like, I was they, like I've never. Do they turn it from an RB sandwich to a McDouble? Uh, they literally, they'll do whatever you want. I've seen girls, I've seen pictures of girls who like, I mean, we're going to get very detailed here. I would like get into it. I've seen before and after pictures of girls where, okay, so you have like your outer lips and you have your inner lips. I seen before pictures of girls where you couldn't see inner lips and they went in to get the inner lips out. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. She made her any and Audi. Yeah. I was just saying, why mm-hmm. would you want to do that? I don't y'all be, know, to, y'all be trying to fix stuff. Some stuff's the way it is just because it's the way it needs to be. I, I mean, I think I just think vaginas coochies. are just we just need to leave the vaginas alone. Like uh, yeah. they're, they're fine. And if and you're it's worried fine. about how your vagina looks, ladies, please. I'm not a doctor, yeah. but I'll take a look. I'll let you know if it's abnormal or normal. <laughs> and you can go. I'm from like, there. I don't think any guy is gonna care enough when they're you know, they just, I, I don't, don't re- I don't ever remember. I've seen some that look like they've been abused, but I've never seen one that's just like, eh, I'm not going to fuck it. Yeah. Like, I don't really think so. So I don't remember a time. Mm-mm. Now the butthole's different. I've seen some buttholes that I don't know what y'all be doing, but it, it's not cool. Well, I mean, I don't like, I feel like a lot I don't, of girls I don't are... like looking at buttholes. But buttholes and vaginas are not appealing to me. I mean, but that's just me. But no, like, so recovery has been a bitch. They like put all that into, you know, my ass is not what hurts. What hurts? It, it's where they lipo. So it's my stomach, my sides, my back. Like it just, that is the uncomfortable part. I, my ass, I could sit on it right now if I really wanted to. It doesn't bother me. Um, so that was crazy. Like I didn't expect that. I thought when I came out that my ass was going to hurt. But it's where they took the fat from that hurts. Um, I felt Ugh. like I got gang banged by like a fucking NFL football team, like straight up. Well, when I that's got why out you of probably surgery, shouldn't do those kind of surgeries because I just couldn't. I was impressed, honestly. Like when I got out of surgery and I was like fully clothed in this like compression garment, which is super hard to get on um i was like i'm really impressed that they were able to get this on me uh while i was out cold um that's probably why i'm in fucking pain because they're throwing you around like a rag doll <laughs> like are you still having to wear anything to like keep shit yeah so i got i still have the compression garment on that's like the other shitty part of a BBL is you pay, you know, I paid $10,000 to get it done. And I am supposed to wear this fucking garment for 23 hours a day for the next six months. So that sucks because it's like, you pay all this money for a body and you can't really show it off. Like you want, like, I'm like wanting to go out full blown looking like a hoe, you know, like I'm trying to have <laughs> ass out like, and I can't, I have this fucking garment on, like my stomach's not showing and the damn legs go down to my knees. So, but it's winter. So it's, I picked a good time to have the surgery. Ugh. So the, I just can't. So what is it like? Just a girdle? Yeah. It's like, um, it's got like these. It looks these like there's two growths here. at the top of that, at the top of that picture. What? Oh, right here? 
it was a joke about your titties, dumbass. Because they're like uh, they're literally taking up the whole goddamn screen. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, those aren't my titties. Okay, <laughs> I'm so glad that I didn't get my tits done too, though, because I was supposed to. You know how I told you that I wasn't gonna do any visual like from the show. You're gonna do a visual of that. And for that 20 <laughs> seconds right here, where you pulled your cleavage up, and I was like, "No, they're not my titties." Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay, bet. Oh God, I've to pull. I've got to pull that. That just tickled the shit out of me. This is why all of you that are listening right now should ask me to start uploading video again. Except for mine. Except no. hers. D- just a smidge of hers. Just them. All that cleavage. Just the um, titty part. So, you, how much longer you have? You said 23 weeks, which you've already done some of it. No, 23. I said I have to wear this for 23 oh, hours a day. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm high. Uh, <laughs> how long do you have to go until, like, you don't have to wear the stuff anymore and uh, to where, like, I guess you're out of – I don't know if there is a danger zone, but you're, like reco- you're fully recovered. Yeah, you're recovered. Yeah, like period. fully recovered. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Technically, they say after six weeks, you can stop wearing the garment, the compression thing. But they say if you want great results, it's it's like waist training. You know, if they if you want your waist to keep shrinking, they say do it up to six months. But you're not considered fully recovered. Like my body, what it looks like now, it's not going to look like this six months from now. Um, so at month six, you're considered officially healed. Like there should be no more swelling. Your butt should be permanent. Your waist should be permanent. Like everything that you, whatever you look like on month six, that's in game. Like that's in result. So that's crazy to me because I'm already like fucking obsessed with myself. Like when I tell y'all, I can stop looking at myself in the mirror, like every time. Like, so I take my, my garment off first thing in the morning and then I keep it off for like an hour and then Sean does my massage, which is a good time. But I, had I, to keep, hear this about off. <laughs> I keep this off for an hour in the morning. And when I tell y'all, like I'd be in the bathroom pretty much the whole time, just staring at myself, trying on clothes, like putting on dresses that I used to hate the way I looked in. Like I'm fucking obsessed with myself. So to think that my body's only going to keep getting better. I'm like, boy, it's just going to be, it's going to be a real situation six months from now. Are you going to try to, uh, I guess, add any on with the gym or it's going to stay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I worked out like six or seven days a week before the surgery. So I am so fucking ready to get back to the gym. But the crazy thing about BBL is you can't, if I lose weight, I'm going to lose my ass. So you're really supposed to maintain if you gain weight, it's going to go to your butt. So your butt's going to get bigger. So you kind of have to like, um, they say that you can't, everybody says you can't target a part of your body that you want to work on, but you have to after BBL. Like if you don't want to lose your ass, you need to like weight lift on your lower body to keep that part of your body big. Um, not a lot of cardio. So if you do a shit ton of cardio, you're going to shed a lot of fat, which you'll lose your ass. Which sucks because I do hit, like I love hit cardio, all that shit. So um, I don't but like I'm any gonna, of it anymore. Yeah, you don't. I'm done with it. <laughs> You're like I'm done. I've had my fun. I'm good. I, I'm not getting no prettier. I ain't getting no stronger that I needed to be by the age of 34. I just don't give a shit no more. And everything hurts when I actually do try to do shit. Mm-hmm. That's no, no thank. You. Are you still working on your podcast? 
Um, so I like redid my cover for my podcast. I updated it. I keep saying that I'm going to do it and I don't know what the fuck I'm waiting on. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. Honestly, like I've really been in this weird place, like mentally, because I know that trading is not what I want to do. Like trading is not my dream. Like I think a lot of people think, oh, she's just a trader. And it's like, I don't want to fucking be don't, known for trading. Like trading's cool and it pays my bills, but like I'm trying to get to a fucking stage and I'm literally self-sabotage. And like, why am I not recording a podcast? Why am I not getting out there? And I think I'm just so fucking worried about it being perfect that I'm like analysis paralysis. Like I'm paralyzing myself and instead of just fucking doing it. So it is hard. Any advice it, on that? Uh, Hit me with just, it. just get the stick out your ass. Well, I mean, honestly, the, the best advice I think I've ever got on any of that shit is if you start tomorrow doing something, your reward comes to you a day later. So if you go ahead and put in the time and effort for things like that now to better yourself or whatever else you want to do, the best thing to do is just jump off the deep end and do it. Go balls to the wall with it. Because if you don't, it's just going to be one more day away, one more day away, one more day away, then all of a sudden you you just lose passion for it and you move on to something else and forget about it. Yeah. I think they're like – I don't know. Like I said, it, it's fucked up and I, and I know it's me. Like I, I literally am like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Brooklyn? And I have so many people that are reaching out to me and they're like, when is your podcast going to start back up? Like I, and I only did three episodes. Like I did three episodes and I have so many people who are like, I love them. Like I'm ready to listen to another one. And so I have all these people that are cheering me on, right. They're rooting for me. They're like, I'm ready. I loved it. You know? So I don't know why I'm, I don't even know why I'm trying to, figure out what's going to go wrong because I already have an audience. I already have people that were supporting me. So, um, but I also like, hell, I have fucking 160,000 followers on TikTok that I'm not doing anything with either. So I don't know what's really going on up here. Um, it's weird because I've never been like that. Like you, you know, me when you first, when I, when you first met me and I was very like, go get her. Like we're going to, and now I'm just, I don't fucking know. I don't know. It's annoying. You, you'll get it's back annoying. into it. You'll get back into it. I mean, you got it in you. You're too good at the stuff that you do. And I've told you that before it, I know you'll get back in it. There's comes a period where you just get worn out on it. A lot of people, if you're not making the things happen right off the bat with some of this stuff, they'll quit. They don't realize you got to put in the time and the effort, the patience, the good days and the bad. A lot of people just want it to be good day after good day right when you first start. And it's not like that. And it takes a toll on you mentally. There's days that I don't want to come to the studio for a couple of days on end. And then by the end of the week, I'm mad at myself because I should have recorded some more shows, made some more money for this month. I mean, it's, yeah. Everybody goes to those days, but you'll you'll get out of it. You'll get a little funkier in and get back to work. If not, then I'm going to have to break my foot off in your ass. You need to come see me. You need to come see me and do an episode with me. That'll make me happy. I'll tell you what. I Well, no, you're completely the opposite way of Nashville. I was going to say next I'm time. not that far from Nashville, though. So if you came to Nashville, then I might go to Nashville. Oh, well, yeah. We'll meet up in Nashville for the end of the year. Then. You just need to... Yeah, just let me know next time you are coming up this way and we need to plan to get together because I don't know. I just like I really and not to get all sappy because I don't even fucking like you like that. Bitch. But 
I really look up to you in that way. Like, I just love that you just fucking, you don't script your podcast. Like the first time that we did our podcast together, you were just kind of like, we're just going to shoot the shit, you know, like we're not about to sit here and like script it, drink a beer, get loose. Like, so I, I looked up to you in that way that you weren't trying to be perfect. You were literally just trying to have a conversation with a friend. So I don't know. I just feel like I would love to like meet up with you and we can do a show with her in person on mine. Like that would be dope as fuck. If you would do that with me, like if you would do a I show would. with me, um, because I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think you're fucking good at this. So, well, thank you. That, that means a lot because I, it means a lot in the manner that I know that you're going to be really good at this. It's nice actually meeting people and seeing people that I know that are going to be right behind me real soon. Like I are in front of me, depending on how good they are, but this, some of y'all just have got to get started, got to get going. And when you say something like that, it, it means a lot because I, I really think like you're probably the next, wave that's coming through with this stuff if y'all just get the stick out your ass and do it yeah i just gotta do it just gotta fucking do it well darling i got another show that we're recording here in the next few minutes um but before we get off here make sure you tell everybody your uh your social media links so they can go check out brooklyn and uh and then you can tell everybody bye okay so facebook is brooklyn Katie, and that's K-A-D-I-E. I am in Facebook jail for 30 days, so I'm not really doing a lot over there. Oh, but y'all can go follow me anyways. And then Instagram is Brooklyn Katie, same thing, K-A-D-I-E. And then TikTok is Brooklyn Parton 2. That's Brooklyn P-A-R-T-E-N 2. And then I don't have, I have the OnlyFans, but I ain't really doing nothing with it. But I think I need to <laughs> because I got a new ass. So I'd wait till it's fully continued. healed and then make bank off of it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I should. Sean let it pay for should. itself. He's like, he literally said that. He was like, you need to go let OnlyFans pay for that $10,000 ass. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope they all look you up. And uh, next time I'm up that way, we will get together. I'd love to see you and Sean record a show and so all of us have a good time. Yes. Well, thanks for catching up. I really enjoyed it and I love you so much and we'll talk soon. Yes, ma'am. I love you too. I'll talk to you later. And thank each and every one of y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry podcast. Love y'all. Catch you next time.